0: Are you ready to rewind? <laughs> Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 53 of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. Today, we're continuing the Mario journey with Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. I am Joe Morata alongside Player 2, Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Hi, Hi. I'm Yoshi. No, not Yoshi. Yeah. You are Yoshi? Yeah, I'm Yoshi. Oh, you are? Wow. Wait, you introduced me wrong. <laughs> Please welcome e-aw. Yoshi. Yeah, uh, I, I can make the noise. <laughs> Folks, thank you for uh, listening to our noise here. We're happy you survived Y2K. Yeah. That's a big deal. You made it. And you made it. So thank you so much for being with us here on Wash Memories for episode number 53. If this happens to be your first time, what we are is a retro pop culture celebration. Each week is a different slice of retro pop culture, and we have 52... Other episodes available where, Michael Quinn? In the archives. In the archives. You can find something you like. Last week, we did talk about Y2K. Mm -hmm. Very timely, of course, here in the new year. It was a very
0: brief episode, because it was brief. (laughs) Because the whole thing was brief. It was very emblematic. It it was a a real rush job to, like, make a story out of it. It
1: was, but I'll tell you this. The story we've been telling is the Mario series. We Mm -hmm. started all the way back in the lead-up to and including Super Mario 1. We have been going through every single game, most recently the Mario games of 1993. And we're going to pick that up in just a second here. But before we do, we want you to pick us up on Twitter at AWM Podcast and also join our friendly Facebook group, Quinn. It's uh, Home
0: Crap Home. Yeah, Home Crap Home. Yeah, it's
1: a fun time That's over a there. Good one. But go to Ask to Watch Memories on Facebook and join the group. We'll let you in. And that is it for the particulars, Quinn. So we've been talking all things Mario for this entire series that yeah. we've been doing. And we left off, like I said, in 93, where obviously the biggest success uh, was Super Mario All-Stars. Right. That was the, the focus of our last episode. Mm-hmm. He's back. He's here. He's Mario. No, knows the new and improved Mario in Super Mario All-Stars. And it also proved, though, that uh, Mario was still a bankable figure for Nintendo. But it was also clear around this time, Quinn, 93, 94... Other systems, particularly Sega, they were providing very hardy competition. Hardy is the hardy, word for it. right? With Sonic and just Sega in general was like a tough ass competitor Streets for Nintendo. Rage, yeah, all sorts of games, right? Yeah, uh, the
0: sports games the Sega S- did much Sega better. Sports, with sports. And, and like Golden Axe and like all their tons their of stuff. Arcadey games, very arcadey, yes, yeah, arcadey. But they games. were bringing, But back then, when you brought the arcade home. That was, like, a big deal. <laughs> it like was. People,
1: that's what people actually wanted, for reals. And if you had the monies, which not a lot of people did,
0: you could get Neo Geo oh, and yeah, really you could bring, like the bring the arcade home. actually bring the
1: arcade Like, yeah. uh,
0: hey, we didn't even, like, change it. Right, right, that's exactly. Neo Geo. You gotta pay us, like, $700, <laughs> but it, you can buy it now. We didn't even change it. It's true, yeah. though. You can start a game in the arcade and finish
1: it at home. Astounding, right? The reason we're illustrating that is, yes, Mario was still a bankable figure, but it wasn't quite the heyday of four or
0: five years earlier, right? Not, definitely not the hay. There was not a lot of hay. <laughs> there was v- much fewer hay. The horses had more hay than Mario did at <laughs> this point. That's correct. And nay
1: would Nintendo, uh, you know, want to concede that? Hey. Shut up, would ya? So they did release more Mario games. They still use his likeness, but we get, so we're going to talk about some Mario games or Mario adjacent games that came out in 94 and 95 before we get to our main event here, which is Yoshi's Island. Uh, and the first one I want to mention because it is related
0: 1994's Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3, Quinn. Yeah, so weirdly they have made a decision now. You know that Mario Land series? We're just going to, like, give it to Wario. Like Basically, It's just, like, his thing right yeah. now. This is pretty much the crossover. Yeah, this is it. Like, this is, like, that Mario business. We're not doing that anymore. And they really didn't. So
1: you play, and I'm sure you guys know this, but if you don't, you play as Wario in yeah. Wario Land 3. It's his
0: debut as more of a protagonist, anti-hero. So... This is a weird thing that I did not expect as a kid. Wario would just be, like, one of their friends or something, kind of. like, later. I mean, he's like, not really. He's still yeah, a jerk-off. He, he, like, I get it. He's on, like, the heel side. He's still a but heel. But he's... This is like, to me, veering in the territory of like Mario Kart, where they're all kind of just like friendly rivals. They're not like really enemies like like everyone. Because then it would go like when Mario RPG came out, like Bowser's on your team. Like, it's like, okay, what are we doing here? (laughs) That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. But the the whole
1: point of this game is Wario, in his own selfish egotistical way, wants to build himself a bigger castle than Mario. So you're basically going on an adventure with him. Mario himself makes a very brief cameo.
0: I'm the bad guy in Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3, where being bad is good and greed is good.
1: Uh, this came out in January of 94 in Japan, March in the United States. But the biggest thing is, this was successful. Five million units were sold. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, that, the thing that I feel like is kind of slept on, or at least was slept on back then, now everyone seems to know this fact. I swear the sentiment was like, Game Boy's dead, it looks like old crap and nobody wants it, <laughs> Right, right. right. Behind the scenes, it was just, like, everything sold on it. It was, like, very successful. Because it's so playable. It's accessible, right? People would just buy shit for it. Right, and it wasn't expensive. Right, yeah. It really did sell, like, anything that came out on Game Boy was sold generally pretty well. And this is before it got new life as the Game Boy Color. Yeah, well, Pokemon is considered, like, the real, like... Even the old Game Boy had that, and it was like, holy moly. Like, now Game Boy's big again? Like, what's going on here? Yep, but the Mario series, uh, including this one which spun off into the Wario Land
1: series, this was still a, a very hot commodity and it did sell very well. So we wanted to give a little tip of
0: the cap to Wario there. I feel like Wario at this point, he's become the like Vegeta, whereas Bowser's Watch like line, the, which the enemy. Vegeta's like the enemy turned good. Yes, in, right. In, in, in anime. It's also like, something you can order at Taco Bell, right? Right. Yeah, Vegeta. That's what yes. it is. Stop it!
1: in 1994 as well there was the uh, we have to cover this is our due diligence what am I looking at here what is well, this picture <laughs> this is the uh, the Mario early years series <sighs> now these were released on <laughs> is this
0: part of the like Nintendo like please don't sue us parents yeah. thing we promise we'll make bullshit it, it is though like, but this
1: is like well why don't we just be Sesame Street
0: yeah right. I see Princess is basically like teaching she's like nanny from Muppet Babies in <laughs> <Yeah>. this situation <laughs> no, there were games <laughs> like, what is happening over there <laughs>
1: the (laughs) there There were games on uh, MS-DOS and Super Nintendo.
0: You picked the one, which is empty.
1: And they were for preschoolers. There were three in this series. There was Fun with Letters, Mm -hmm. Fun with Numbers, and Preschool Fun. And obviously, I've never played any of these. I was well beyond being in preschool during 94.
0: unfortunately, like... See, what's kind of cool about this, if you were, like, of that age... The fact that there was, like, a Mario game just waiting for you is actually kind of interesting. I wonder people that grew up with this as, like, their first exposure. I would like to know if anyone listening yeah. has
1: ever played any of the uh, the Mario fun games, you know? Because they're
0: technically still millennials if they
1: were born for this. Like, they yeah. were, like, later millennials. You could have been born in 92 and been yeah, of exactly. preschool age during this, yeah. sure. It doesn't really matter. These are, Nobody cared. We just needed to... <laughs> the, <Yeah>. Nobody
0: cared. <laughs> just needed to mention them. It is, it, like, contractually obligated pretty much by Nintendo.
1: What I also wanted to mention here, because it's it's tangentially related to Mario, Tetris and Dr. Mario. This is uh, December 94 in North America, July 95 in
0: Europe. I think this is super cool. I Be- think th- it's great, Quinn. Because here's the thing. First of all, it's Nintendo Tetris, which is the good one. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone loves like, uh, Not Tengen. Not Tengen. Not the, like... <laughs> have you ever played the one made by Bulletproof Software, the, like, guys who, like... Did also make the Nintendo Game Boy one, but they got to make their own because they were the ones that got it out of Russia and like went there and did all the bullshit. Oh, they actually went there and took it out of Russia. Yeah, that that's like the whole Tetris movie is about like bulletproof software doing it, and then they kind of sold it. That's why they wanted to get it out because Nintendo was like, "We'll give you like a shit ton of money (laughs) if you do all the legwork." Right. So, but like, here's the thing. This is the good Tetris. The Bulletproof Software Tetris is fucking awful. I've never played it. It's like you hit left and right to like turn the blocks. It's like all fucked up. Oh, then like, I have played that. Yeah. Early. It's, it's like some all variation broken. of that. Broken. Yeah. It's terrible. I know what you mean. So this is like the the good Nintendo one. Good Tetris. Yeah. The good one, like ported to Super. Tetris. Dr. Mario. Tetris, Dr. Mario, Tetris, Dr. Mario, Tetris, Dr. Mario. They're on one game back. Tetris
1: and Dr. Mario. It's twice as insane. Only for Super NES. So when this game came out, I remember the commercials for it, and I remember uh, renting it once, I think from Blockbuster probably in '95. This is the Nintendo Tetris and Dr. Mario. But what they did is really cool. Much in the vein, Quinn of Super Mario All Stars, they reskinned it. They enhanced it. Yeah, it's good. It's basically the All Stars version, and they combine them so you could do, uh, you could play Tetris on its own, you could play Dr. Mario on its own, or you could play either competitively. Or there's mixed
0: mode where you can play there. Yeah, you can play Dr. Mario while your friend is playing Tetris. But is it like competitive? So like if he gets lines, do you get like viruses or some shit? And, I don't And like the know. other way around? I'm not going to lie. I don't remember how that interfaces
1: or if you're just going for high score. Because that's pretty dope if that's like how it works. I can't remember. But this is the one where I was like, Quinn, why don't you like Dr. Mario? And we were playing emulation. This is the one this that the you one? first played. Is it? Where you're like, whoa, I love Dr. Mario. Honestly, the, I, I ended up liking the NES one better. But well, it's yeah. just me. It's the original. Uh, now, also, you might be surprised by this. This was very well received. Six million
0: copies worldwide. So that's actually not a surprise because these, okay. these puzzle games were doing that's gangbusters true. back then. They were busting gangs, baby. Enough! Puzzle games are just accessible, I guess, right? And yeah, you don't pu- need to know anything. And you could be <laughs> like a mom that's just trying to kill time. Not that moms have much time to kill Quinn. Right, but you know maybe the kids are out or something. I don't know. It's like, something to fucking do.
1: I, th- I think there's other things to do than play
0: Tetris. Well, there's other things. Sometimes you want a, a break and you want to play Tetris.
1: I guess it's true. Uh, speaking of puzzle games, in February of 94 in Japan and December of 94 in North America, another Mario-adjacent
0: game. Known as Wario's Woods. Do now, you remember the, this one? I only know this because this holds like the weird distinction of like the last official NES game or something. You're
1: correct, Quinn. So it was released on Super, but also, yes, December 94 Nintendo Entertainment System game.
0: Try Wario's Woods, the new action puzzle where subscribing down on you and I Wario's all over you. Only for Nintendo. It's not like the last NES game. It just means the last, like, officially licensed or something. Yeah, there was shit came out in 95 in the US and and later, I think, in Japan. But, well, let me ask you, you ever play it? I did, just because out of curiosity of, like, what the fuck, why is this the last game? Not a bad little puzzler. No, it is. Honestly, you
1: play as Toad. It's it's fine. If you never played it, folks, you play as Toad. For mm-hmm. reasons. And Wario is in the upper right corner of the screen, just looking like an asshole, yeah, basically. Basically. Because you're in
0: his woods. And he's remember. He's like, get the fuck out. Like, basically.
1: So he's sending you, like, fruits and shit, bombs and whatever. Yeah. And it's similar to, like, Yoshi and Yoshi's Cookie. You know, it's like the whole, it's Tetris. They're all a variation on Tetris. Yeah, basically. But. Birdo Birdo makes a cameo. Birdo's a face. Birdo turned face for this game,
0: Quinn. Now, Birdo would be... Birdo's your helper. Yeah, now Birdo would later also be primarily face. I feel like in the Mario canon, like in Mario Kart, I'm pretty sure he's on the face side of the roster. But this is early face for Birdo. 94 face. I find it odd that Birdo, they just went full face with him. Like, they did not even like... Well, Birdo's likable. We don't even regard that Mario 2 business anymore. Like, we don't even mention it. Birdo didn't know what he was doing. You know, it was a whole problem. He was being tricked or something. Yeah. Like You don't mention it. Yeah. Uh, so as far as the game itself, it's
1: decent. It's a decent puzzler. It wasn't a big deal. There was not a lot of fanfare. I, d- I don't know if there was a commercial or not, but the biggest thing about it like Quinn said, it was the last officially licensed Nintendo game in the this United States. This doesn't have
0: States. anything to do with like Metal Slater Glory or anything. Like that's this. for Super Nintendo. Oh, that's in the last 2000. Super Nintendo license. Don't bring game. that up on this show. <laughs> I always get. Con- I, <laughs> Metal, Sl- Metal Slater Glory Director's Cut, <laughs> Quinn. Dire- Sorry, Director's Cut. Some of a game video nobody game. Nobody played. Like, And it's <laughs> like the lat. It holds the weird distinction of coming out in fucking 2001. 2000. 2000 yes. well, on Super it's Nintendo. It's like almost post 9/11 for Super <laughs> Nintendo. Like it's insane. Like, <laughs> you you're
1: right. You're right. <laughs> like, um okay. Well, it is 1994 we're still discussing and we'd be remiss if we did not mention uh, an infamous Mario game released on an odd console in April of 94. But before we even do that, we have to explain the CDi. Yeah. What a piece so, of shit, by the way. Y- yeah, so we did an episode on uh, on CD. Yeah, CD. Back in uh, the infancy of this show last year, and we talked about there's different standards. And the CDI, the CD Interactive, was developed by Philips. It's an extension of the CD
0: ROM standard. It's in the it's the green book, Quinn, if you were the, wondering, the green, not the red. It's very green. First of all this existing like Nintendo being involved in it is like a whole big controversy yes. because they originally were like, no, 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 Sony, you're going to make the CD, CD thing peripheral, for yeah. like Super Nintendo. And then literally like without telling them and they just like went to some trade show and didn't say dick to yep. Sony. That's- They're just like, we're with Philips now. And like Sony's like, grr, we're gonna get you. We're gonna make a best-selling console of all time. that's, like, literally (laughs) why PlayStation exists. Like, it would never, like, Sony wouldn't have even, like, thought about making that. Like, like, (laughs) unless they didn't get fucked over. It's a classic case of Nintendo trying to have its cake and eat it, too. It really is. Like, PlayStation was, like, literal revenge. Yeah. That's, like, why it was made. Like, we're doing this shit ourselves, and fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're gonna go in your business,
1: and you fuck us over, right? (laughs) That's what happened. Uh, But anyways, As far as the green book standard and the cdi uh the cd interactive the idea was to combine the cd rom read only memory right Mm -hmm. with the interactivity of a video game
0: say you're watching tv
1: and this guy says it's cdi friends the next generation cd player that works with your tv and you'd say but i have a cd player then your mom says.
0: No, dear. CDI works with your television.
1: You'd probably feel pretty dumb and maybe even fake it like you'd already experienced the ultimate in games, movies, music, and more. So the most famous player of this format, because you remember, it's a CD, right? Yeah. Is the Philips CDI 910, which <laughs> came out in North America in December of 91. Now, check out this price. $799. Come on. In 1991 dollars, Quinn. Seven hundred ninety nine dollars in twenty twenty-four is a lot of money.
0: I'm sure for you could a console. Put that in the money calculator thing and we'll tell you what we that pr- is. We probably could. But think about the price
1: points of the other consoles. This is ninety one. Nintendo had been a couple
0: hundred, Super Nintendo had been a couple hundred at yeah. most, right? Now, Genesis. I want to say this. The one thing you could argue back then is that very, very expensive home theater equipment was about this price. Yeah, and, but, and I think what they were going for go was like you could like watch movies or something on it too. Well,
1: that's the thing. What they tried to do was promote it as more of a family entertainment
0: interactive this is all you need you don't yeah. need it a- like because if you went to like the department store back in the day they'd always have like that weird section where there was this bizarre like 50 inch crt tv that was like way too fucking big the guy and in the like, whiz is trying to sell to you it's remember to, the guy that's hooked like, to the, like a thousand hair. speakers <laughs> like and, and like has all of this like av stuff like a receiver sure. and like all this crap, and it's, like, way too expensive. Like, yeah. it's CDI, that's where that fits it. It's one of those. But it's
1: such a narrow market for the people that, A, want
0: this thing, and, two, can afford it. Really, the only people who had this stuff is the guy who had, like, a full-size satellite dish in his yard. And probably a car phone, yeah, in his BMW, exactly, right? Seriously, full size, yeah, right. You know the one? Remember there was was that house in like East Brunswick that notably had it, and it was like fucking massive. It looked like he was like running an airport out of his backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Like like he would pass it, and you'd be like, "What the hell is this?"
1: Yeah, I went to his uh, snack counter. Actually, it was very expensive. What?
0: What? Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, ha ha ha.
1: It's very expensive console, Douglas. In fact, today it would be about eighteen hundred bucks. Uh huh. That's a big ask, man it really is <laughs> especially like who wants this thing because it's the hot new thing because your kids like I don't I want Nintendo if they don't have a video game system they're like I want Super Nintendo well I guess look, I at, want Genesis. The, look at this
0: look at it this way I'm if, looking if you're CDI and say you take a gamble on this and this succeeds just say it does I'm listening you've now just raised the price of Basically, everything to compete, and then you're gonna get your margins are gonna be much higher. Quite a gambit, though. Yeah, because uh, they wind up having to lower the price about 200 bucks. Right, exactly. <laughs> to even be somewhat out,
1: competitive, but. yeah.
0: You might expect to pay over a $1,000 for an entertainment
1: system that does this much, but now you can own a Magnavox or Philips CDI player starting as low as $299. Anyway, some accessories for this thing included a mouse, a keyboard, a trackball, a gamepad. So See, it's like a computer, too. Like, they're doing that they're shit. They're doing that whole thing with a keyboard peripheral. A ton of investment went into it. Don't get me wrong. But as early... So, remember, it came out in December 91. Mm-hmm. As early as the summer of 93, it was already clear this thing's probably not going to have long-term future.
0: It's funny how quick the, the decision comes down from the retailers. It's like, this shit ain't selling, bro. But Because yeah, like, uh, here's the
1: thing. Not only was it expensive... The stuff available on it wasn't really captivating.
0: And not only that, no one needed the damn thing. The, the, That's the biggest problem, The weird problem, thing, Glenn. too, is, to correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I feel like Nintendo was, like, the only, like, developer <laughs> that, like, signed on. It's one thing, like, yeah, Nintendo's the biggest game in town, but when you don't have Capcom or Konami or, or, Sega. or Sega or any of these people, like, saying, yeah. like, we're going to make games for this shit. Nobody cares. That's another great point. So I can go on Genesis and Super Nintendo and they cost like $150 back then. Right, it's like, a,
1: a fraction
0: of the cost. And all the games are there. Exactly. Right. Hard market to
1: penetrate. Uh, and by 1996, Phillips all but threw in the towel on this yep. fucking thing. But not before releasing in April of 1994, Hotel Mario. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Guess Terrible. what? Terrible. To really la- to really ratchet up the stakes here and really launch this, it's everyone's favorite—a puzzle game.
0: It's a, not a bad Here's call, the thing, right? Like the puzzle games were a thing. I get it, but at the same time, don't you control this with like literally like a TV remote or some shit?
1: You can, or one of the various <laughs> add-ons. Yeah, if you want to. Here's the problem, right? Yeah, puzzle games are accessible and they're all ages and all that. But when people think Mario, and launching a, a console with Mario, mm-hmm. how did Game Boy launch Super Mario Land? Right? right? How did Super Nintendo launch Super Mario World? Regular Nintendo at Super Mario. You don't launch with a puzzler.
0: No, that's <laughs> that, not what you. That's the problem. Um I mean, it's I mean, fine. Maybe they were thinking like this is CDI. We're not a Nintendo console. We're we're that's we the have problem. Um, shit and, and Nintendo we have Bubsy or whatever they had <laughs> on it. Uh, they didn't even have Bubsy. Even couldn't Gex. even get Gets or uh, Bubsy, Quinn. Like the bottom of the fucking barrel. <laughs> couldn't <laughs> even get Alex Kidd from yeah, Sega. Yeah. They're like, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Literally, everyone's like, no. And uh, we're like, we're, we're not doing this They, they Sorry. went with the 3DO for some of this shit. That's not even that good either. I know. <laughs> it really wasn't. At
1: least 3DO had Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Like Road Rash and It had shit, shit too, yeah. yeah. Anyway, in this fucking game, players control <laughs> Mario, and you know what he needs to do? He needs to find princess toadstool. Mm-hmm. And you know how he needs to do that? By going through uh, seven hotels in the Mushroom Kingdom. Like doors on a tree. I don't... It's horrible. Yes. Each hotel is divided into these stages. And it looks that, like
0: elevator action. It, like, it literally is like an elevator kind of action rip
1: And a little bit of Wrecking Crew aesthetic.
0: Yeah. You know what the goal is? The objective is to... <laughs> Close all of the doors in every stage. It's literally the opposite of elevator action. Elevator action is you have to go, go in, in the door the, in the doors that are like marked or whatever. Now You know what happens if Bill Watts opened the door? And he came through in a shining light. Exactly.
1: Bill Watts opened the door and he walked through brother and came out of the shining light. So each hotel ends in a boss fight with one of Bowser's Kooplings making another appearance, and this, of course, culminates in a battle with Bowser. Did the- anyone ever make an emulator for this? System? Is it even worth it? I bet you somebody did. I bet I'll you somebody did. That uh, it's a single screen game too, which again is not doing any favors in 1994. It's just not. It's a single yeah. I thought screen- this was
0: supposed to be so advanced or whatever, like CD and 3D and all this bullshit. Well,
1: well the thing is, yeah, they did that by way of these cutscenes. Now, if you've never heard some of these folks, oh no. Here's some uh Why did I even ask? Here's some cutscenes from Hotel Mario.
0: Why do they look like they have shit in their pants. Nice of the princess to invite us over for a picnic. Oh, I <laughs> lots of spaghetti. <laughs> Luigi. <Look. laughs> Stop. It's from Bowser. Luigi. Oh, lots of spaghetti. Anyway, <laughs> you can look these Why up are they now. already <laughs> talking about like Italian stereotypes like, immediately? Because that's what they are. I like, <laughs> <a spaghetti>. <laughs> <laughs> I like a spaghetti. I like a spaghetti. like, get out <laughs> of here. I like spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally first thing out of Luigi's mouth, spaghetti. It's like, shut up. Uh, anyway,
1: do you want to know how this game did? Do you uh, want to just want to know?
0: What did six people have it? Well, uh, uh, at the time, believe it or not, I didn't know anybody with this shit. <laughs> this was the thing that's in that part of EGM where it's like. Fill out this like weird crossword thing that's like half filled it and then mail it. And then maybe you'll win it and like nobody ever won it. You know what I'm talking about? And it comes with like 700 things. It's like comes with a Super Nintendo, Genesis, 3DO, CDI. comes with the fucking TV with the gigantic speakers. Like more the than wish. you would ever need. Like, you, like if you won that, you get all this stuff that would make you not play CDI. Right, exactly. <laughs> like,
1: you get a ton of better shit. Yeah. Well, at the time, believe it or not, it received mixed reviews uh, <laughs> with GamePro stating it was fun but quickly got boring and EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, weighed in. They said it was simple yet addictive. Hmm. However, retrospectively, it is viewed as one of the worst Mario games ever, mainly because the plot involves rescuing princess and closing doors. Yeah, but
0: the plot is the door. P- nobody cares about the plot. Some people do, apparently. I know you don't. I know. <laughs> They're all the same. Rescue the princess. Like, what is there different? Well, in this one, he closed doors. The most they ever, like, deviated was, like, this time Bowser wants to marry the princess. Like, it's like, that's it. Like, <laughs> well, he
1: sometimes he does,
0: right? Yeah. Like, sometimes. Occasionally.
1: If, if it strikes his fancy. Like, the last
0: one he did. But then even in the movie, <laughs> I saw the movie... Now they've retconned that the marrying thing is, like, the main oh, that's objective main? of Bowser. Like, they just did that. I thought he didn't like Mario to begin with. Isn't that his... He doesn't m- like him because the princess likes Mario. Oh, that's, so he's like, a- how they do it. Like, okay,
1: so it's not, like, a Popeye situation. No,
0: no, no. It's, like, Bowser's like, no, no, no. Like, princess is my girl. And princess is like, okay, man. Like, it'll, yeah, you're I don't, creepy. I don't, I don't know you. and like You're a little green. And, like, Mario has to, like, deal with this. It's a complicated web that they weave, is it not? Yeah, they, they, that's just, like, their edge on it, like, that they've, like, developed over time. I think that's to make it more digestible because there really was nothing. There really, before that, there was no reason why Bowser was, like, getting like, her. Like, kept fucking kidnapping her, right? Right, yeah. So they, they finally, like, wrote in a, like, like, his emotive, essentially. Why don't they just move? Yeah. I ain't mean, worth it. You know what I mean? Well, they're Fuck not going to move their kingdom, because Bowser they? keeps wanting to marry the princess. Why don't they not just, just kill
1: Bowser? With- Why don't they just shoot him with a gun? Because they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the other uh, main criticism of this game, believe it or not, of Hotel Mario, was the cutscenes and the acting in the cutscenes.
0: On. I hope she made lots of spaghetti. I mean, they're terrible, but... <laughs> they're really bad. Look them up, folks. They're Why on YouTube. Why Nintendo get in-house people? This is Japan. They ha- they can get, like, anime artists or some crazy... Nintendo didn't touch this shit. Like, high-quality like, You think Miyamoto had dick to do with this game? Well, not him. but They could get somebody of quality. He's not wasting any resources on this. And some of his minions are really good. Like, oh, a lot of them are. Tezuka or whatever. Like, Takashi Tezuka, sure. Yeah, like, he could, like, handle He's got this. got better shit to do, man. It's yeah. spaghetti! Yeah. <laughs> spaghetti!
1: By 95, the Super Nintendo Quinn was entering its its final real year of... I would say so. ...of dominance, of being the Nintendo console. The the PlayStation and the Saturn were on the horizon. Yeah, I mean, Saturn was out in Japan already, came out in the United States...
0: uh, Early in 1995, which we'll talk Don't about get one us day, started on that,
1: <laughs> and PlayStation would come out in uh, the the fall of 95.
0: But I think PlayStation was out in Japan in like December, late 94.
1: Yeah, yeah, I believe you're right. And a new Mario side scroller, again Mario still being the number one, the flag bearer for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It hadn't been seen on Super Nintendo since 1991. In
0: 1990, in, in, Japan, in Japan, Japan, like right. a
1: long time, right, half a decade. And all that was about to change, of course, uh, in August of 1995. With oh, wait, the Virtual Boy. Excuse oh, me. Oh, Fuck. So <laughs> this could
0: be its own episode, folks. We may, we may. Can I just say, '94 and '95 in general for Nintendo is like this. Weird, like we don't know what we're doing. Like there's gonna be this Ultra 64 thing, but that's like way in the future. Like right, we, we so don't that, like we so we have to keep the super going. And they did admirably. But also we're gonna like have other crap. Spaghetti! They
1: had a lot of other crap. Yeah. Uh, the virtual boy. Sega was
0: doing the same shit with the 32X. And yes, was, they like, were the just one. kept adding on
1: to the Genesis. Mm-hmm. The Virtual Boy, for those that don't know, was a purported, alleged virtual reality experience now i don't in 1995 in 95 now i they can don't,
0: barely get that going now exactly yeah.
1: i don't know why they insisted upon that i guess for branding but it's not virtual reality when you're looking when you're playing a video game in red no. Like, to me, that's not what anyone ever thought of when they thought virtual no, reality. they thought you'd
0: be like, be there or whatever. Right. Like, like the holodeck in Star Trek or some shit exactly. like that, right? It was like, like first person. Yeah. Not play tennis in red. And that was the thing. So the Virtual Boy was like... It was like better R-Zone or something. Like Well, they, <laughs>
1: Quinn, we could make a better R-Zone. yeah. But the Virtual Boy was a... Uh, a red and black and that's it kind of very depressing very apocalyptic looking yeah and you could buy this fucking thing if, if you were unfortunate enough to or you do what my brother did and rent it
0: from Blockbuster to try it out and be like fuck <laughs> this virtual boy see it now in 3D you know what I can never understand about it like why didn't that like scan thing why wasn't it retractable to the point where it could, like, go all the way up so people could, like, sit in a chair and use it rather than, like, the way it was where you had to, like... Take an eye exam? Yeah, but you had to, like, bend on the floor, like, because it was so low. <laughs> yeah, you and, looked like, like an asshole. bend your neck and this like, really, like, uncomfortable... Like, it looked uncomfortable, like, in the promotional stuff it's to, like, what? use it. Like, <laughs> You're totally right, by the I way. I was like, I don't want to sit like that. Like, no one does. what the fuck is this?
1: Now, it did, of course, because it's a Nintendo console... Uh, which came out again in the the summer of 95. It did have two Mario related games, Mario Tennis, which is a tennis game if you've played one you've played them all, mm. right? And Mario Clash, which is such an unknown title probably for a lot of people with good reason. Essentially but Isn't
0: this known as good
1: or something? Yeah. So essentially this is a upgrade a remake of the original mario brothers game but it's on two different planes so you can go front and back so
0: yeah my understanding is like it's a really good use of the stereoscopic ability in the virtual boy yes if you see a picture of it, it looks like shit <laughs> but if you were playing it right it literally looks like the plane in front of you is like detached or something from yeah. like mario in the back it has, like, a really cool effect, so, like, he throws the shell, and it looks like it's coming at you towards the enemy that's next to you. Right,
1: a little tiny bit of virtual reality experience, right? it's, like, right? kind
0: of a neat idea. Agreed. But, like, again, it's, like, no one's gonna buy this fucking thing just for this. No,
1: and, and in general, people didn't buy the Virtual Boy. Again, this could
0: be its own episode, but the long story this short... This, to me, is, the, is, is still the problem with virtual reality. Like, even the new ones, it's, like, you have to buy all this shit just for these games that are, like different versions of other games they're like not really they don't stand out yeah, not too novel. Nothing yeah. on this was. They're all novel, I think is the problem. The, the nov- they are novelties. They're like the <laughs> Spencer's Gifts of video games. Fart powder of video games, yeah. if you will. That gum
1: that turns your mouth blue. Anyway. I th- appreciate <sighs> the technology, like them trying, but you know, I do whatever. Too. Like, I don't appreciate all the red. Yeah. <laughs> the Kenny Rogers roasters. What's going on here? <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> that's literally, you can tell it's like it's way too early for us to be doing this. Right, because it's monochrome. Yeah. It literally is. What is that, Hicko?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's the wood that makes the good. The whole console, the whole push for it lasted about a year. Again, it could be its own episode one day in terms of Nintendo a very failures. We- a
0: very weird thing. Very weird thing. For Nintendo, too. They're not really like big pushers of technology.
1: They're not. They just make really good
0: games. Yeah.
1: That's what they do. Mm-hmm. So, since February of 1992, Shigeru Miyamoto, the mastermind behind the Mario series, he was working on the sequel to Super Mario World. Right. All right. Since early 92. And he wasn't crazy about a game that had been released for Nintendo called Yoshi. Right. And the puzzle game. He wanted, though, to incorporate Yoshi heavily into this new sequel that he was right. making. He
0: was very big into the Yoshi. Because
1: he saw marketability, I think, and he yeah. saw a lot of potential. So he dispatched uh, Shigafumi Hino, who had helped design Super Mario World, the original. And uh, Mr. Hino came up with an idea. Why not have Yoshi be the main character? He's like the player character. And what he would do is carry Mario along for the ride this time, kind of right. flip it, right? But to make sense of why that would be logistically feasible, why Mario wouldn't just fucking walk. Yeah, they came up with an idea. We're actually gonna make this a prequel.
0: Right. And Mario's gonna be a baby. So it's young Mario, so young he can't Mario. walk. He can as a baby. Goo gaga. Yeah, he's like an actual just a baby. Yep. Like a straight up baby. Straight just- up baby.
1: Are you using my babies now?
0: Now, this is uh, all part of the famed
1: R&D, not one, not two, not three, but R&D four, baby. Uh, the, the real, like, the
0: rough rough deal. R&D.
1: The R&D, though, that yeah. made all the Mario stuff. Uh-huh. And you mentioned him earlier, Takashi Tezuka. Yeah. He was involved he's always with this. Like,
0: you know he, like, still works there. Yeah, he's good! Yeah, like, I'm not even kidding.
1: <laughs> he was involved with development, along with Hideki Kono, and... Koji Kondo of course to of course, do the sound bring him in. And the newest hire of R&D4, Hishashi Nogami. Hmm. Now, we have to to make an important point about Nintendo's games and what was going on on the 16-bit realm right now. While this game was in development, a sleeper hit was released for the Super Nintendo involving Rare in 1994. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's a beautiful it's a great game. gorgeous 2D
0: side scroller known as Donkey Kong Country. Upcoming Donkey Kong Country game, which debuts for the Super NES November twenty first. Why this was like a big deal? Some people might look back and be like, "I don't even like, so you weren't around for this, or you had right. didn't have Super Nintendo, like, or whatever." What's the big deal. What the fuck is like? Why was everyone like losing their shit about this? Basically, like the graphics in it. They were essentially, like, these scanned in, like, they did these 3D models. Pre-rendered. They But in, essentially what they did is they kind of imported them as, like, sprites, I guess. But, so, but what it does is it kind of gives us a look of, like, it's 3D, but it's not. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, so it makes the game look way better than, like, everything else that came before it, right?
1: It was one of those things that Nintendo knew looked so good that they used it as a selling point of how the Super Nintendo...
0: Yeah. yeah, we might be entering a new generation. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a technical shortcut. It's like, we'll pre-render it first and yeah. then just like paste it into but the it thing. But it worked, yeah. man.
1: I mean, and and people w- went gaga over the graphics. I mean, there's the game has flaws. Don't get me wrong, but
0: I love Donkey Kong Country. because I think the first one's like really good. And I think that that's yeah. like a big myth that developed on the internet, like way after the fact that it's bad. The controls are a little stiff. Yeah, they are. But I think it's... I Beyond like, that, I think it's good. I like that it's a little more difficult than the usual Nintendo Fair. Like that's like what I like about and it. And I think the level design's really creative. Yeah, I think the music's good. The music is awesome. The, yeah, the, the, the underwater music's like unbelievable.
1: I love the whole soundtrack, Quinn. Yeah. And then um, some of the the different power ups get to ride like different animals
0: not and the barrels. Mention, yeah, and, not to mention the introduction of Diddy Kong, the like yeah. faster Kong, and just the the embellishing of like the Kong with like, cranky Donkey Kong Country. That game to me is what they finally just said like Donkey Kong is like his own like world or whatever. Yeah, he spun like, off into his own yeah, thing finally. It, I think you'll like this. You got to check out. You got to show your kid the Mario movie. It's on Netflix. He doesn't now. want to see it. He doesn't care. Really? He's not me. I think what you would appreciate about it is yeah. at one point you know how like the Mushroom Kingdom is like a kingdom within like a world or whatever. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> They've now canonized that the Donkey Kong Country Kingdom is like an adjacent kingdom. Oh, it's a nearby like, kingdom. It's nearby, like you could get to it. From Are they a-, a friendly kingdom? They're
1: friends. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Anyway, the art style was such a big deal uh, for Donkey Kong Country. And obviously Nintendo is like, well, we gotta go this direction, right? And Miyamoto is like, listen. A, we're too far into this
0: shit to redo all the art. Two, how about no? I'm gonna go in the opposite direction. So that to me, is what makes this game so... And it makes it stand out and it makes it hold up. Miyamoto was kind of smart. I think he recognized that what Donkey Kong Country is is like a preview of the next generation. But, you know, 10, 20 years from now, it's going to look like dog shit. It won't, like, it won't the, be impressive. Right, it won't be impressive basically. So why don't we stick with this like drawn art style that we're working on, right? And, and, and that's like timeless because like a drawing is a drawing. And what else... <laughs> Like, it, it's not like, you know, people's art gets better graphically or something. You mean the Mona Lisa still looks the same all these yeah. years later, right? and it's still considered good-looking.
1: Yeah, she's a nice
0: lady. Yeah. She's a little smile? Now like, they're making mm. her, like, talk with AI. and she, I, I don't like it. How do we know what she sounds like? I don't know. Maybe the AI eventually will figure that out, too. That, we'll just stop. Look, take don't. a look at her, and, like, her vocal cords would be about this big, oh so, my like, goodness. she would sound like that. She's an Italian lady, is yeah. she not? Maybe. Mona Lisa. Da yeah, Vinci. but you could, you could put the
1: Universal Translator on. Or- no, I want her to be Italian. I okay. want Italian grandma style.
0: Spaghetti!
1: So listen here, with the artwork for uh, this Super Mario World sequel, yeah, Miyamoto not only went with a more classic style, he intentionally went with like a hand-drawn, childlike
0: crayon so marker style. I love it because it fits it, right? Here's the thing, right? Remember how we said it's like the baby Mario? It looks like a child... Crayon yep. in like everything, basically. That's why it's so. It's beautiful. It's like, charming. It's such a great idea. Honestly, for Super Nintendo, it is graphically impressive because it looks so off the wall. It's different. Yeah, it nothing looks so like that. different. Nothing
1: looked like that. And this was actually the handiwork of Hashi Nagomi, who drew it literally by hand. All these graphics which they then scanned and they redrew pixel by pixel for Super Nintendo. It's really good. It's It's really really well done. It's one of the standout things about this game. Yeah. It didn't just look like Super Mario World. Yeah. It looked totally different. Another achievement for this game is that the Super Nintendo had been using very sporadically since 1993 a chip known as the Super FX chip. Right. So this was originally made for Star Fox to yes. get the like 3D effects done. Polygons by Argonaut Games. Right. What, what if this N- is a co-processor we right. should mention?
0: What Nintendo realized is that you didn't necessarily have to make it 3D. You could have some 3D effects, but like you could use it just to like make the game run better and Correct. shit. Right? Or fit like bigger sprites and more stuff. Because you're getting additional processing power. Exactly. So they said, why don't we use this for that? That's what they did. They'd also use it for like Doom and and remember Stunt
1: Race Doom needed it, Doom needed it. Doom was like really pushing it. The only reason it wasn't used more is because it was very expensive. Right. Because it had to be in every cartridge. It would have to be. It was literally the Super Nintendo had little spaces for the add-on part of it. Remember? Yeah. For the expansion part. It was Mm -hmm. like a whole thing. But anyway, it would do graphics acceleration like Quinn said. It's not just 3D. Um, So for this game, Argonaut had developed the new Super FX 2
0: So this is just like a faster version of the FX2 chip, and the next iteration, if you will, the
1: next generation. Uh, What they did here is uh, they use this for additional dynamic rotation and scaling 3D background elements. So here's the deal, right? It was clear with all of this development, with all this difference that was compared to even the first Super Mario World. The plot element, a lot of things were different. Baby Mario. Yes, this was a Mario game in name. But this is not just like a simple sequel to Super Mario World. I think that's
0: a great point in its favor. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's so dramatically different. And honestly, the higher ups at Nintendo must have had like a lot of trust in Miyamoto at this point. Yeah. If he's like showing this to the higher ups, I mean, like this is what we're making. This is what like all this fucking money's going into. Right. Right. With the Mario franchise, which is like a big franchise. It's like the most it's their crown jewel. Right. Absolutely is. And this is like the new mainline game. I can see a lot of people in the room like kind of laughing him out of the... Like, what is this? It's like a baby with crayon drawing. Like, what is this crap? (laughs) That's a great point. Why are you controlling Yoshi? That's a great point. Like, what is this? We
1: thought this was a Mario game. Why are you Yoshi? It's called
0: Super Mario World 2. We don't get it.
1: But, I mean, Miyamoto had a flair for not sticking within the the nine dots, as they say, you know, with thinking outside the box. And... Honestly, on paper, the way you just described it, I could see it being a bit of a risk. Yeah, because the the video game industry is moving in one direction, and Mimo is like, no, I'm going to draw my graphics by hand. Well, it, the it, other
0: the other thing you have to remember that this is just like the scene at the time, right? Nintendo was doing the play it loud, and Sega was doing the like Nintendo's for babies and all this shit. Part of me wonders, Mimo is like a really smart guy. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're for babies. Why don't we just let literally you play? with a baby like you know what I'm saying like almost like a fuck you basically well it worked if that was the case but at the same time that must have been a pressure for like they make fun of us for making baby games and look at this thing well we're gonna have a baby game that's gonna kick their ass right? right no but I'm saying like maybe the executives oh wow like they're like can we really like let him do this this is a little extreme like well, in August of 1995 in Japan and October in the
1: United States, the world would find out, and so will you. And that'll be on the other side of this break. When we come back, we'll talk all about Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. We'll break down the very important plot, we'll talk, we'll talk <laughs> about the gameplay of some of the enemies. All that good stuff is coming up on the other side of this break when more Acid Wash Memories returns. <laughs> It's a night of new comedy, Tuesday, starting at 8, 7 central, with the season premiere you've been waiting for, the original Becky's Back. Don't
0: give me that attitude, young lady. You can be replaced.
1: The season premiere of Roseanne. Man, life is good. Tony Danza returns to television with Lori Loughlin on the new series premiere, Whoa. Hudson Street. And the biggest home improvement ever, how the Taylors spent their summer vacation on home improvement season premiere. Plus, this is paradise. Hayden and the gang are loving life in Florida. It was good while it lasted, now Luther's found out where we live. It's an all-new coach and a night of new comedy, Tuesday.
0: Super Mario is back in action on your Super NES. Yoshi is the focus of this awesome 16-meg game and it's non-stop action through more than 60 wild levels in Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. The twin Mario babies were being delivered by Stork when they were ambushed, and one of them was kidnapped by the terrible k from the Koopa Kingdom. But Baby Mario fell to Yoshi's Island and landed right on Yoshi's back. Now it's up to the Yoshis to reunite Baby Mario with his twin and get them back to their parents. Yoshi can even morph into useful vehicles. Yoshi's up to the challenge and he and his family take turns protecting baby Mario by swallowing up enemies, turning them into eggs and shooting them right back. It's great animation, graphics and gameplay with battery backup in Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Dave Tom has had a few things to learn about the taste loved across the Carolinas. So let me
1: get it straight. The chili and coleslaw go on top of the quarter pound hamburger. Yep. And then I put on chopped onions plus mustard on a toasted bun. That's the way we like it best.
0: Presenting Wendy's Carolina Classic. Because Dave couldn't wait to bring you the taste loved
1: across the Carolinas. Just remember the three C's. Chili, coleslaw, chopped onions.
0: Come try Wendy's Carolina Classic today.
1: Now we return to more acid-washed memories. And welcome back to Acid Wash Memories, episode number fifty-three. I am Joe Morata. That is Michael Quinn. Hello there, Michael. Hi. Hi. Today we're talking about uh, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World Two. We're continuing the Mario series here. The sixteen-bit era coming to an end, Michael Quinn.
0: Pretty I gotta close. say, though, it's coming to the end with a bang. This is like, to me, this feels like a technical achievement and like a really very different thing that's kind of like I really appreciate how different it is. I think so, too. I think it's um, it's a really good game. And a lot of people think that. Folks, we're going to want to know your thoughts, obviously. I, have, I knew people back then. They liked Mario, but they weren't hardcore Mario. And they liked this game. This was like their favorite it's damn good. That That's what's interesting to me. It's is good, like, that, like this appealed to like, a different kind of Mario fan. That's a damn addictive game, too. Yeah. Uh, folks, let us know your thoughts on Twitter at AWM Podcast.
1: Join our Facebook group as well, if you don't mind. Other than that, uh, we were talking about the buildup to this and the differences in terms of the graphics, even the plot, playing as Yoshi rather than Mario. A lot of high stakes here, Quinn. Yep. Because as we were talking... Nintendo did have the market rep, you know, especially Sega promoting that this is the baby's toy. Yeah, you know, we we do hard hitting, kick you in the dick type stuff mm-hmm. over they here. They are literally giving you a baby Mario, and you're getting a baby Mario and a crayon and graphic, right? And crayon, yes. yeah, like a kid, it's the kids' menu video game, yeah. right? Uh, but it did come out obviously in August of '95 in Japan, October of '95 in North America. I remember. A fair amount of hype in terms of... Uh, there was a TV commercial with like a big fat guy eating or something. It was really weird. Yeah, because I think like one of the first bosses is a big fat guy. Yeah. yeah. It's something like that. And I remember there being some hype in Nintendo Power, obviously, in the video game periodicals of the time. But I'm not going to lie. By the fall of 95, when this was coming out, I wasn't thinking Mario anymore. I wasn't really that excited because I had been playing Mortal Kombat 3. Right. Uh, and
0: the previous, I was still playing Super Street Fighter 2. Well, I think one of the things when this game came out that I... Well, see, here's the thing is I don't think I had much access to it till like early 96 okay. is my memory. Um, Like somebody else got it. But what I do remember is my friend was one of the first people to get a PlayStation. There you go. And I had fun. Right around this time. I had played it. He had it, like, really early. Right, right. Like, and we were playing, like, Twist Metal on it and stuff. And, like, I was like, this is amazing. Like, right? And so I was like, I was just about done with Super I was like, when can I get, like, a PlayStation or when's the Nintendo version of this coming out? Sure, sure. Right? Like,
1: that's what I was thinking. And I'm sure that's a lot of people. I mean, I was 10 years old. You were 9 years old during this time when this came out. If it had been two years earlier, I would have been all over that.
0: Absolutely. You know what I mean? But In 94 and like the prime 93? of like Super oh Nintendo. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. Like this would have been like the biggest shit. But I'm not going to lie. I wasn't really that excited. Plus,
1: I had played uh, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. And nice. I loved the shit out of that. I had, Someone had given me um, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. That shit was amazing. And I, I played that all the time. I also, WrestleMania the arcade game was coming out. I was mm-hmm. a big WWF fan. So I just wasn't thinking Mario. So, but I'll
0: tell you this. How did I actually get exposed to this game? How did you? My friend, who was like a year younger than me. Shaw? Yeah. So he always got stuff because like, you know, obviously his parents are like, you're not as old as him and like, you're not going to be as interested in the same things he's interested in like me. So he finally gets a Super Nintendo, right? And guess 95? Yeah. And guess what his pack-in was? Yoshi's Island? Yes. And that's how I played this game. Oh, wow. And then, like, after he was done with it, I borrowed it from him. And I was like, this is amazing. It is. Yeah, it was, like, so
1: good. So we're going to talk about it now, folks. And we, again, want to hear your stories. So let's we got to talk about the plot, Quinn, your mm-hmm. favorite element. The plot. So this takes place, as we said, while Mario and thus Luigi are in their infancy, little babies wearing diapers. And what happened was a stork was about to deliver these newborn twins. Can I just say, I twins. love that in
0: Mario World <sighs> or Land or whatever, yeah. that babies are born via the stork. Yeah, like well... That, that's that's the canon. There are like, also like, twins in this, but I thought they weren't... Why can't they be twins? They look very similar, just one's taller. Like, I mean, that's just a quirk of, of genetics, Maybe they're fraternal twins, Joe. They could be fraternal. Yeah, you know the Olsons aren't identical, so
1: there you so go. There you go. Yeah, one could be taller than the other. That's not like crazy, Sorry. right? Sorry. Uh, the store got ambushed on the way oh. to the delivery right. uh, by Kamek.
0: Yeah, it's weird that Kamek is like the fucking guy. he Fuck there right anyway. Well, yeah. because also Bowser's like a baby because they're remember the same age or See, whatever.
1: I didn't know that yeah. until this game that yeah. they were the same age. You would think Bowser's an older so, gentleman. So if this is a
0: prequel, <laughs> Bowser's Bowser's also a kid. Great, more babies. My yeah. favorite. So anyway, while Kamek- weirdly Kamek because it, Kamek gets interpreted as oh he was the old one all along, right? Can I just say something about Kamek? He can fuck off. He's a real piece of shit. I don't like him. You kind of get the impression that he's like been pushing Bowser to be bad all along. Right, like Like, if he hadn't intervened, Bowser would be nice. Yeah. Like, hi Mario. Spaghetti.
1: Anyway. uh, They all eat spaghetti together. (laughs) They all eat their spaghetti. While Kamek was successful, he captured baby Luigi and the stork. He put him in Bowser's castle. Baby Mario escaped or fell and fell into the water. And you know where he landed?
0: On Yoshi's back. Aww. On a Yoshi's back. It is, the whole intro is like very cute. It is like, charming. It is super charming. And there's even like this music. It's like... Like they like walk out in like the like the forest or whatever. And it it's is like, very it's cute. It's very like... It's like... And Yoshi's like, oh, I gotta get him back or whatever. <laughs> like He's gotta get him back to the stork or whatever. It's so cute. So the Yoshis discover them. Oh,
1: the Yoshis are a species, by the way. It's not just one dinosaur. Yeah, so
0: the, the, again, uh, part of the whole intro of the game is like very good, right? It's like, remember all the Yoshis... It's Yoshi- the Fresh Prince intro. It gives you all the exposition. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like, honestly, it reminds me of like the jungle book or something like it's like, you know, like we're like all the animals. They like find yeah, a yeah. human and they're like, but he's only a baby. And they're like, we got to raise him. Right. Yeah. It's like they all like team up. Bare but necessity. in this case, the Yoshis are all like, oh, we can't like he's just a little baby. Look at him. We can't let anything happen to him. And we got to get him back to wherever he's supposed to be. So like, so they try their best. Right. So what's interesting about this is that this is what is what I love about it. Right. And this is like the first little quirk of this game. Essentially, like the Yoshis are doing a relay through each section of Yoshi's island to get him off the island. So essentially, every level a different Yoshi is tasked with getting Mario through mm-hmm. it and they're denoted by the different colors. So the first Yoshi is like the regular green, the Yoshi, green one. Yeah. But then as the it levels move along, like a different Yoshi's in charge of getting him through yeah. that
1: one. It's actually really cute. Yeah. Uh, the, the point is, yeah, they're trying to get him. Kamek has figured it out by the way that he doesn't have baby Mario. So he dispatched his goons, which are known as toadies, which is great <laughs> to kidnap him. So basically Mario needs to get where he needs to go. We also got to rescue Luigi. Of course we do. Yeah, well, I
0: mean, you got to get both of them back. That fucking menstrual cramp that he is. (laughs) Anyway. Imagine if they said, ah, fuck it, we'll just get Mario, and then, like, like, Luigi, like, became evil, and they didn't didn't even need, like, Waluigi or anything. Don't bring up Waluigi on this program, Quinn. It's a little too early for that. He's coming, Joe. He's he's coming. (laughs) So, anyway. I think he's coming, like, soon, too, because he's, like, in the N64 era in, like, the Mm. tennis game or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) More tennis. Great. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the gameplay a little bit, because it is different. It's much... Much different. And that's one of the things here. Miyamoto has been very good in our canon that we've done here, the Mario canon, of taking core components of gameplay and changing them little by little each time, right? This is so dramatic. This is like... That's like, what I was going to say. This is like
0: its own thing. Like, it's very different.
1: It's very different. One of the biggest things, and this is subtle, people might not even think of it, there's no time limits in the stages. Yeah, I never thought of it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Most people don't, but there's no time limit. I wonder if that's what it attributed to, because this game became a big early on speed run game. Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe because of the no time limits, people figured, well, we, we can look, we have time to look for secrets right. and shortcuts <laughs> and right, shit.
1: Right, right. So outside of Super Mario Brothers 2, which as we covered was really not originally a Mario game, this is the first side scrolling Mario game to not give you a clock that you're
0: up against. I kind of like that. I kind of like it too. It gives you The a levels are so big too. They leisurely... don't they, It's like you don't need a clock here. It's like it's a lot there's a lot of secrets. Yeah, a lot of secrets. Uh the stages too are more puzzle-y. I find them like organic discovery. Okay, like, I like there's that. like a lot of like just like look around and like hey, I could go that way or I could go that way and sure. like I don't know if like it might be a dead end over there or there might be a secret or sometimes I might get turned into like a vehicle I don't know like there's it always like happen. there's always like different paths in the same level I like the way you put that yeah now what are your thoughts when we got to explain this uh, the egg based system this is like one of my favorite parts okay Let's okay so why. what this is right essentially like anytime Yoshi eats something but it's like not all things I think like if he Spinies or something, he can't make eggs out of them, but like it's like some shit like that. Basically most shit. When Yoshi <laughs> eats something, you can either spit it out like normal Yoshi in Mario World mm-hmm. and like it'll fly at them as a, like an offensive attack. Yep. But the more useful thing you can do is you can hit down and Yoshi will make them into an egg. Yes. And the eggs will follow him. And I think Yoshi has a max of like eight eggs or something. Six. Six or eight. Something, like, something that. like that, right? But what's cool is is if you hit the A button all of a sudden like an aimer will come on the screen right basically wait till the aim is the direction you want to go and you throw it not only is it like a like it will hit something but you can bank it off walls and stuff it's yep. like sometimes it'll be like a weird angle and like you'll you'll have to bank shot it and there's something that you can't get unless you bank shot it yep and this creates like every stage is like full of this like Wild stuff that you have to like do with the bank shots. Yep, it is so cool. Right? It is. It's a great gameplay element. Quinn. Right.
1: Yeah. It really is because it takes the the basic idea of like oh projectile. Right. But now you're using it to clear stages. Sometimes to, it's unlock to take stuff. out an
0: enemy to open yeah. like a door, but other times it's like it's literally like there's collectibles in each stage. Sometimes you can't get those like sunflower things yeah. without doing that.
1: Yep. It it is so cool. Those sunflower things by the way have basically replaced the
0: Yoshi coin from Super Mario World. Right. But <laughs> like for the record. so this is another thing I guess while we're here. Every stage has um th- three like objectives. You have to get the five sunflowers, you have to get the um 25 red coins. Okay. The way they're hidden is weird. Like, sometimes they're, like, under stuff. Sometimes you have to, like, mash the ground. There's all sorts of, like, ways to find them. And then the last thing is you have to make sure your countdown timer on Mario is up to 30 seconds. It's not like that at first. So, like, when you come into the stage, it's, like, at 15. And to up the timer, you have to get um, little star men. Yeah, <laughs> little like, tiny star men. That you get by, like, killing stuff when you have your timer at max. If you kill certain things, they'll spit out more time. It's great. One of the th-
1: things, too, about this, it's very interesting. Again, very different. If you remember from Super Mario World, Mario if he's riding Yoshi and he gets hit with something, Yoshi will leave, right? right? He'll run away. In this game, you're playing as Yoshi, right? You're technically controlling Yoshi. Mario is right. like on his back backwards, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Yoshi really doesn't take much damage. What happens is Mario will like fall off of him. Yeah, he'll, and he'll get in a in bu- in a he'll get bubble. in a bubble. Right. And you will hear a very annoying cry.
0: And then your ti- is- and your timer starts to go down. And then you can shoot the egg to get him back, right? You can. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's one the option. Ways. The other thing is what makes it even more annoying <laughs> when the clock hits like certain intervals like 15, 10 seconds, it'll go uh. like a, like a like a really loud like alert noise, and yeah. it's like, oh, shut up! Like, <laughs> like, like at five seconds, it and it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like, oh my god. like And if he like starts to get really far away, and you're like, oh, come on, and like all these noises are like attacking you. right like, At that point, you're
1: like, this fucking kid, yeah, like, what am I doing this like like for? The kid
0: won't shut up, the alarm won't stop going, like, everyone seems to want to <laughs> hit you suddenly. I'll tell you what,
1: they gave a pretty accurate depiction of what it's like to have a newborn. <laughs> so yeah. this fucking kid's crying, Everything's going
0: wrong, It's like you a know? fucking natural disaster right. if this kid gets lost for, like, <laughs> even two seconds. Just
1: like real life. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. At its core, though, it still is a 2D platformer. Let's not get it wrong here. You still run. You jump. You eat show with your tongue. Like, at its core, though,
0: Quinn, it's but still some, a platformer. Okay, from the platforming aspect, there's some introduced things. Obviously, Yoshi still has the eating mechanic, He's right? still Yoshi. But... Now he has a a down like butt sit thing which Mario would like gain later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the in butt 64 sit. the butt sit that like so basically like he can use that there's certain things that, especially to get red coins, this is really useful for Yeah, it's like a sumo squat. they will be like, like poles. Yes. And if Yoshi butt sits on them, they'll like go down. And sometimes you have to put them all the way to the bottom and then there's a red coin. Yeah. Like it's shit like that. It's a forceful jump down basically right. is it's, what it, it is. Yeah, it's like a butt slam. Butt sit. I think that that's the, the name Vader for it. Vader bomb. Anyway, the <laughs> other one that, th- this is the huge one in this game. This has like a little weird physics or something to it that a lot of people spent a lot of time figuring out how it all works yeah but basically when you jump if you hold jump in midair, yoshi will like he'll do this thing where like he'll hold his breath and yeah. he'll like kick his feet the flutter jump they call and it. he'll like go up a little bit right but this has some weird manipulation to it that i've seen people do stuff where you can like if you know how to do it, you can do it like infinitely, but it's like, it's not like the fly in Mario world where like, you can't like, it's made to be done infinitely. This thing is like explicitly trying not to make it be done infinitely, but people have like but figured out things. You have to be very crafty to do so, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. It, it takes like a lot of skill to right. figure out how to work it. Like, they right? don't want you to do this. Yeah. Right? The game's like actively like fighting you. Like, no, you're not supposed to do this, but there's like, Ways S- similar to jumping over the flagpole in Super yeah. Mario One. Yeah, exactly. Where you're like we don't. No, you're not supposed to do this, right? You can't break the game, which is interesting That's with good. it. Even with the infinite fly or whatever, but like <laughs> people fly. have figured out how to get across certain chasms to get certain or chasms things. as yeah, well. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's a very. <laughs> I think that makes this game very interesting from, like, a retrospective way as far as, like, a skill-based game.
1: I like that, Quinn. Uh, Some other things about the game. The levels, unlike Super Mario World and somewhat Super Mario 3, you have to play them linearly. Yeah. But there's no world map where you can go where you want in this game.
0: So, yeah, the way it's done is, like, it's kind of like, like I said, where it's, like, a relay. Yeah. That's, like, a thematic thing. Where it's like Yoshi's passing him off. Right. Yeah. It actually
1: fits into the plot.
0: Right. It's like it's like, no, no, no. Like you can go back, but you can't go you can't like go in multi Skip around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because after each one on the map, it shows like, okay, I've passed him along, did it and then it like it literally <laughs> yeah, shows yeah. the little Yoshi <laughs> like who was in charge. And I said it wrong. It's not the whole level. It's just like each level, like one Yoshi in it. So it's like a total of like ten Yoshis or eight or that something are taking yeah. turns each level. Yes, like passing them on. So like like yellow Yoshi will pass him to red Yoshi like on the map, and he'll be like wave. <laughs> wave. He'll, it's yeah, real. It, it's so cute, right? It's like it's like whoop, and then he, and <laughs> yeah. it's like okay, you better get him past the next one. Have like, a nice and, trip. Bring me back yeah. something French. Well, because then yellow Yoshi will meet you at the, re- the later on in the game, but like yeah, he'll be coming for you if you if you didn't yeah. do your job right.
1: Uh, this does play, take place on Yoshi's Island, but obviously it's earlier it seems a lot larger than the yoshis island we see in super mario world do you think they lost land and dispute or something quinn what do you
0: think happened here maybe bowser was like only in certain parts so you only had to get rid of him in certain parts in world oh so they
1: didn't focus on all yeah. of yoshis island okay that's fair enough the levels have all these individual names and what i mean is whereas in super mario world you have like chocolate island Donut Plains, Vanilla Uh Dome, and in Super Mario Three you have what Big Island and the Sky and all that. In this, there's no world names, but each stage you play, each level has a name
0: like Make Eggs, Throw Eggs. So it's a theme rather than a like a level like one one. Yeah, it's like Jeopardy clues. So the idea is actually, I love the names because the names to me no, but I think they're cool because they give you they always give you like a clue. Of like what the level's gonna be about before you play it. Like Touch Fuzzy Get Dizzy. <laughs> well, that one's like a big clue because that's the first le- Touch Fuzzy Gets Dizzy is a famous one right. in the game because that's the first one where they explain to you what the fuzzies even do. These sound like really good albums. Poochie Ain't Stupid. Flip cards. The baseball boys. What's Gusty Tastes like? Yeah. They're, your booze for they're all like really cute and funny and like your favorite? Watch out for Lakitu. Yeah, they're all weirdly informative, <laughs> like like oddly, like they're actually describing something in the level. For the most part, they are actually
1: yeah. are like jamming through the trees. Some of these selling songs. Gwen. <laughs> yeah, the Cave of Harry Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds like songs. It's good. Go Mario, go. The Cave of the Lakitu's.
0: Don't look back. Marching Middle East Fort. They're, Chop they're, rock even, zone. they're even playful with just like letters, like me, like for example, like they'll just be capitalized. Blizzard. Cle- yeah, you're right. But like, it, like they're very like playful and cute and each level also has like bonus levels yes there are bonus levels in all of them which are a lot of fun by the way the bonus games are good there's bonus games there's bonus like what they're I mean is like there's unlockable bonus like they're extra levels oh yeah just bonus
1: levels and that you
0: only get after completing the objectives in each of the basic levels yep another thing we mentioned we might as well cover it now
1: is that you 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 relay as Yoshi right so let's just cover that so everyone knows Mm -hmm. so you start as green Yoshi which you play in the first level and all the little extra ones that Quinn was just saying, you also play as Green Yoshi in the mini battles and in Bowser's castle, right, which the I, final
0: one because he's Green Yoshi's main Yoshi, so he has to like for the boss battles. Like, come on,
1: can I ask though, why does Bowser have a castle when he's a baby? Well, we didn't I, think this through, did we? Maybe
0: it's Bowser Senior and Connect. St- there's for no him. Mr. Bowser,
1: is there? I don't know, I don't want to know. Anyway, Green Yoshi hands off. Two pink Yoshi for the second levels. Mm-hmm. And then the debut of light blue Yoshi as well. <laughs> light blue. Uh, and then yellow, who uh-huh. is returning yeah, Yoshi. Yeah, he's, he's
0: from another one. <laughs> yep. Uh, then purple, brand new grape-flavored Yoshi. Did, they had to make new colors because literally they're, <laughs> they only had like three before. I know. Uh, it's there true. was like no alternative here. <laughs> I like this uh, one. Yeah. This is very M&M's. Brown Yoshi. Just brown Yoshi, <laughs> yes. Then red Yoshi. Are returning. they M M&M M colored? Or are these just the colors of MMs, actually, now that I think of it? I guess <laughs> <laughs> uh, that what this Wait. is. <laughs> kind, kind of, kind of yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> except for orange, yeah. Uh, and then brown goes to red and red goes to blue, who plays the castles, but not King Bowser's, obviously, because that's right. reserved for the green one. There's also powers. Now by powers I mean Quinn mentioned briefly that you can turn into like a vehicle. Right. Remember that? So we need to cover the vehicles that you can turn into. This vehicle shit is so cool, by the way. I love it. I I love the vehicles
0: too, Quinn. They're great. So here's what we got. We have a helicopter. Yeah. Now, is- the helicopter's, like, the first one. The first one. It's actually, like, the coolest one, in my opinion. Why? It's, like, you're very mobile. Like, you can, like... Well, flight, yes. You make these, like... But the way the turns work and the physics and everything, it's, like, very... There's, it's, I, I don't think there's been anything like it in a Mario game. Well, Land had, like, the Sky Pop. Yeah, but it's, like... It's the way it controls it. it. Controls like a real helicopter, where it like dips or whatever, like when you go straight, and the turns has this he like flutter. It. Like he's he's, a... he's doing hand motions, folks. It's he's so really, into it's this just right really now. Cool how they made the vehicles to me. I, I I think they they're very neat. What I
1: like is how stupid Yoshi looks when he tries to. Yeah, them he in does them. look silly. <laughs> uh, there's the mole tank, which
0: you like you tunnel basically. Um, no, I never like this one. Why I don't not? Like it. inconvenient. I don't like how like when you go down and then try to like turn, and sometimes you go like back backwards and upside down, and it's, like, all fucking weird. I never liked it. Okay. Uh, what about the submarine, Quinn? It's, like, rare. Like, you barely it is. ever
1: use it. It's a water one, obviously. Yeah. You know what a submarine is.
0: Train. A lot of the puzzles are, like, just the helicopter. Like, most of them. Most of them are. What about yeah. the train? The train is actually, like, super creative, in my opinion, because is essentially there's a kid or who, whoever has drawn train tracks, like, on the yep. walls. Yeah, in
1: the and background. And, like, you have
0: to, like... Direct the train to get enough speed so it can make it cool. to the next wall, and and like kind of fall on the drawn tracks. It's pretty good. Quinn. It's a good that one's like really creative. That's some Donkey Kong Country type innovation. Though, yeah, it's you know how actually stuff like interesting. Yeah, yeah, the
1: train is really cool. And what about the what they call a vehicle? It's I like a car. this. It's I like this
0: because the idea of it is that it can't jump. Correct. It has no airborne. Even the train sort of jumps. It's from track to track. Right. This can't jump, but to counteract that, the wheels, it's almost like a clown car. It, like <laughs> they, they like raise up. Right, and you right. You can like, go over stuff. You go like, over the stuff. The wheels can drive right over somebody because it has like, stilts or it's something. It's silly. Yeah, yeah, I
1: like it. There's also a couple of things that we should mention. Uh, Mario himself, little baby Mario. Right. He has a power-up known as Powerful Mario. Yeah,
0: so this is, again, another cute thing. So basically... You get a star. It's like the star, so a a variation of the star theme in Yoshi way starts to play, and he gets a little cape, (laughs) and suddenly he can walk Where does the cape come from, though? He's Super Mario. That's where it comes from. I love it because he can (laughs) walk, yeah. Like, he can actually walk. He can walk now, and he doesn't bitch about stuff, and he just, like, just storms (laughs) through fucking everything. Like, he tears house, and there's some parts where you have to, like, they give you almost, like, powerful Mario is like a vehicle. Right, it's the same kind of thing where it's like, no, no, you have to get through this part and get to the other side with powerful Mario, and then activate Yoshi again.
1: See, I got an eleven month old. Maybe I can get a superstar, and he'll start walking. Yeah, powerful Mario,
0: powerful Mario. Now the other one, the the last one, Ski Yoshi is great. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Ski (laughs) because it's Ski. Yeah. So first of (laughs) all, what's really cute is like. Yoshi gets a scarf, and yes. Mario gets a little, like, ski cap. Well, it's cold. <laughs> and Yoshi has skis, and they're just, like, going down. It's great.
1: What I like it is there's no need for it to be that involved. Mm-hmm. You know
0: what Like They don't... That's why I love Nintendo sometimes. Like, you don't need to have all that. All these are just, like, reasons <laughs> to do stuff. <laughs> right. Like, it's like, well, we wanted a level where you skied. Well, we have to, like, make there be somewhat of a reason why. Need to, at least in
1: pre-senses, yeah. anyway. Yeah, exactly. Now, normally, folks... We talk about all the bosses. There's far too much like stuff. All in the, the enemies. enemies. Yeah, this is
0: like a kind of insane.
1: There's too many folks, and honestly, we would just be reading a long ass list and boring you. But I do want to mention a couple: Aqua Lakitu. Yes. Stop. Water. We don't need that. What about this Baron Von Zeppelin <laughs> <with> balloons? <laughs> but. There's Some, a lot of crazy
0: ones in here, though, right? I like, like Beach Koopa because they're just, like, hanging out yeah. with no shells. There's also the the fact that Shy Guy takes prominence as, like, the main... There's really yeah. no Koopa Troopas. Like, Shy Guys are, like, the main ones. And
1: you know what's interesting about that? I'm glad you did bring up Shy Guy. He was a Super Mario 2 enemy.
0: Right. But in Yoshi's Island, he's, like, infecting the place or something. So like, he's, he's, he's... They are everywhere. He's canonized. Yeah. You know how they've... The
1: fan canon, the fanon, as they say, is is what that is? Yeah is since baby Mario was around them, that's why he dreamed of them for Super Mario 2.
0: Oh, that's a good... That's fan canon. It's fan yeah. canon, but yeah. it's good, isn't fan it? Fan can.
1: Fan can. Yeah. I kind of like it. Uh, by the way, Boo makes a
0: return. Yeah, there's Ghost. a lot of Boo in this. Boo blah, what by the way. There's also th- another main enemy in this that I remember very notably is those dudes that from Super Mario 2 that fly with the like little forks. Oh, Pidget? Is that what he is? He's like all over
1: this game. I think so. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, Bullet Bill is mm-hmm. back. Now, there's some like big dumb... Thi- Cactus Jack. There's some big dumb shit like Cage Ghost looks like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's that's cha- like the blobby one. The blobby one. Chain Chomp. You know, a lot of stuff that you guys would, but there's a lot of new ones. Mm-hmm. Fat Guy. I'm not making that up. It's sort it's of just Shy Guy. Gu- just Fat. That's <laughs> all it is. Oh, nice. Fishing Lakitu Returns.
0: Mm-hmm. The Sorry. thing that's notable... With a lot of these enemies, besides gargantua, blarg, yes, yeah. (laughs) There's certain ones that are like the regular ones, right? Yeah, you know how I'm, what I'm judging that off of, what. One of the gameplay things they have to do in this game, if you notice, remember there's certain points where they're like, you need eggs, like you can't do (laughs) anything.
1: (laughs) You fucking have the
0: eggs. So suddenly, for no reason, inexplicably, there'll be like pipes that just the same enemies come out like over Over and and over over and over again. They're literally there just to refill your eggs. Yeah. And if you ever notice, they're only the like main like three enemies. Well, yeah. That you're right. Now, can we just can we please talk about? Like the what's the other one? The little like clamper guys. Like they're they're like fucking everywhere. They're not in this toadies, game. are they? Is that what you no, mean? No, they're little white Oh people. I know who you mean. You know what I'm talking about? Like they're like little white, like Pac-Man looking things. I know what
1: you mean. We talk about gargantua blog though, yeah. What's wrong with Barca, He's back. Because they were so <laughs> <laughs> They were so proud of their Super FX2 chips. So some yeah. of these enemies, like that one and like incoming Chomp. You know? They do, like, the, the rotating scaling. like. Oh, right. That's <laughs> why I'm talking about them.
0: Yeah, so Incoming Chomp is one of the first ones, actually, because in the second level, he starts, like, coming from the ceiling. Yeah. Like, <gasps> almost, like, killing you. It's, like, insane. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, yeah. calm down. And he, like, takes out huge <laughs> swaths of, like, the floor. Yeah. Like, it's like,
1: what the hell, man? There's also, I need to mention this, Hootie the Bluefish. <laughs> Stop. Just, sorry. Again, there's a lot. There's Kaboombo, which is <laughs> cannon that shoots Yeah. Cats.
0: Kamek, obviously. Lantern Ghost is another one that was like way too many of him. Lantern like he, Ghost, he, He's yeah. like one of the main, like he's fucking everywhere. Lungefish, get mm-hmm. it?
1: Well, it's a long. There's also Nepinut, yep. which is kind of like... Nipper plant, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> Yeah, about. nipper. They're yeah, you're
0: everywhere, those fucking things. Nipper plants. They're in Super Mario 3 even. Yeah, nipper spore, which is like the fuzzy... The one uh, that gets you high. Can we talk about that? That's another effect.
1: Yeah, it's a super effects too uh, thing also. The the poisonous mushroom, so
0: to speak. So the touch, LSD, it's drugs. Yeah, so Touch Fuzzy Gets Dizzy is the first one. Correcto. Right? And so nipper spore, as it's called. Watch <laughs> your they're language. Like, they're kind of like coming out in different spots all over the stage. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Right. And when you first touch it, What's interesting is like it doesn't hurt you. It, you don't like spin out Mario doesn't like come off you or anything, right? Right. But suddenly you start to notice I'm hitting forward, but it looks like it's almost like I it's almost like I'm going like two steps extra forward when I hit forward. Like it feels like my body's heavy. You get the fuck high. And then if you touch another one, the stage starts moving <laughs> and like it's all weird. It's all And like real. the more you touch more and more and more, like I remember when we first did it, because we just thought it was funny, because it doesn't it doesn't actually like Take mario off your back correct was, we were like how many like how how many, li- how high can you get you know, like how ridiculous <laughs> does this get and it's just like <laughs> at some point you just like literally like barely move i it's think great. he just like stop i think he just like passes out at one point he just stops. does he i don't remember i, I don't remember got mental, but
1: yeah don't do drugs stay in school mm-hmm. kids shy guy on stilts is a very cute one yeah Quinn. that is a good one because there's no need for it it's They're stupid
0: just- <laughs> What about, again, we're talking about the Super FX 2 slime, just that big ass thing. This one comes goes into like a million pieces, though, when you do the, the butt slam. Uh-huh. It. It's good. <laughs> the butt slam, yes. Yeah, that one's a, that's another Super FX effect. It is. A,
1: yeah. a lot of these are. A lot of the enemies are designed for that. There's a Tap Tap the Golden. Remember that? I don't remember this guy. That's good. Uh, what about... Uh, the piranhas have returned, and wild Patui piranhas as well. Yeah, they're so good.
0: one thing that they use the piranhas for, I feel, is yep. to teach you how to use the um the, the, the egg, the, the egg, because yeah. their only way to beat the piranhas is the egg. Literally, they're like immune to everything. Can't even eat them. Yeah, you can do nothing yep. but throw the egg at them. Sometimes you got to yep. throw an egg. Uh,
1: there's some boss characters. We'll talk about them. So in World 1, we've got Bert the Bashful. Quinn, this is used a lot in the
0: commercials for the so, game. First of all, I just want one notable thing about all of them. A lot of the gimmicks with all of them... <laughs> Is that they're super duper scaled, like overly scaled, like like we're really using the FX chip on them. They're like very if they're proud. Like, a lot of them are like way big. They're blobby. They're like misshapen and they don't. Yeah. Like, and that's to show off the scaling.
1: 100% what it's right. for. They're yeah. using the super FX2 chip. Yeah. So, Bert the Bashful almost reminds me of like King Hippo or something. Right. You so, know this
0: how- one is another use your, you can only use your um egg. And you keep shooting him and you're kind of in a square. Yeah, And you have to keep kind of banking it off to hit him because you can hit him multiple times off a bank. You have to hit him a lot of times. Yeah, and he just keeps getting smaller and smaller. Or no, he keeps getting fatter and fatter Fatter and and fatter fatter. until his pants break. That's what the commercial's based on. His pants break, he gets bashful and he just leaves. Yeah, That's what it is. That's what it is. He's sad that his pants broke. Yeah, It's very much like King Hippo, like I said. There's also Salvo the Slime. This one was cool, in my opinion, because this is the one that gets like he turns into a zillion million pieces. Yep. In World Two, you get bigger Boo mm-hmm. and Roger the Potted Ghost. Very that this boss is super cool. He's a pain in the ass because remember you have to hit him and then you have to like knock the pot off the thing <laughs> yeah, and like break like a it. Flower pot yeah. on his head. Um, he's like a genie ghost. He is. In World Three, you have Froggy. What again? Another. So you end up in this thing's fucking like throat. Yeah, it's so creepy. But what's weird about it? When you go on the corners, the sides, like, stretch like a real esophagus.
1: Like a, just like a
0: real esophagus. Like, it's when. actually, like, fleshy or That's whatever. What we were it's waiting disgusting. for in the
1: Mario series yeah. here. That should have been in the Mario Fun with Preschool game. It
0: feels cruel to hit him in, like, the throat like this with an egg. He's trying to kill you. It's not that cruel. Well, he's trying to digest you. It's not, not he's good. already eaten you. He's not nice. Can we just put it that way? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's also
1: Naval Piranha in that world as well. World 3. In World 4, you get Marching Mildy. This yes. is just
0: another rehash it's of, like... Of, of the first
1: other. one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Hook Bill the Koopa. Now, I feel like <laughs> this is the first, like... He's very generic. He's just a Koopa. But what you do is you hit the head... And then he keeps like going up, and you have to keep hitting his head till he falls on his back, essentially. And then you have to butt slam on his tur- stomach. Yeah. yeah, and he can't get off his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, in World Five, you get Sh- Sluggy the Unshaven. This is a guy where if you you basically you keep hitting the um, you keep hitting the center. Se- There's like a heart in the center that you can see. Yep. But you have to keep hitting it with the uh, egg, egg, and he keeps getting deeper and deeper and deep. Like it keeps getting more exposed, and then finally you can hit it.
1: It's very creepy. What about Raphael the Raven also? This is where this five. shit starts to get weird. Don't you go
0: like up the top of some fucking thing and this guy's here? Yeah. Like, I remember this guy. Uh, in World 6, you get Tap Tap the Red Nose. Which- <laughs> I never liked these spiky idiots. No good. Well, who does? And Baby Bowser himself. Okay, so I love the last, the whole last sequence in this game. It's like really cool. Okay. So like basically you fight Baby Bowser and I think he has like a vehicle of some kind or whatever. Something like that. And then you knock him out, right? And Correct. you think, oh, I won. And then, like, Kamek comes in and he's like, oh, no, you don't. And he yep. makes him into, like, gigantic Bowser. Big baby Bowser. This is, like, one of the craziest boss fights. Like, basically, he's, like, chasing you. Yeah. And Yoshi's kind of running towards the screen. Like, this is all with the scalar effects. And you're shooting the eggs and you're having to, like, arc them and, yes. like, hit him in the nose. Don't you eventually get like explosive eggs or some shit that like can like actually giant eggs? That's what it is. Yeah. 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 From
1: the balloons, the zeppelins.
0: Right. That like, like your allies start dropping, like, hey, like use these instead (laughs) and like fucking hit him. Yep. That's (laughs) what it is. Yeah. And it it is such, to me, it's actually like for a game that's kind of goofy the whole way through, it gets sinister. It gets like almost epic, this final fight with him. Well, that's one of the things that it's pretty big. Universally agreed that the
1: final boss battle battles amazing yeah it's in this like game. really cool i think it, it beats uh super mario worlds it does by, by far yeah it's a really good final it feels boss like it battle. has
0: stakes like he's gonna just crush you like you're gonna yeah. die like, it's really
1: well done it, yeah And that's really the game again. We can't cover every enemy. We'll be here for like another hour and a half if we talk about every enemy and every right. little thing. We can't. We can't. What I do want to talk about too, Quinn, even though this is an audio podcast, and w- is the graphics again. If they had not went that route, do you think this game would have been as,
0: as good? I don't. I don't Because either. I think the the look and feel is what makes this game special. <sighs> of a lot of the games in the Super Nintendo like library, even though a lot of 2D games look good when they get older, there's a certain, like, rigidness about Super Mario World, in a sense. Like, um, we now we have all this power to make the sprites, but we're not using all of it or something. I can agree to that. You know? Sure, I can agree. But this game, on the other hand, feels like it's just, like, pushing it to its limits to the point of it looks, like, timeless. And
1: it's doing it in a way that's not what you would expect. Right. It's, it's so unconventional. The hand drawn, but mixing that with, like we were talking about with like Bashful Biff or whatever the people are, you know, yeah. using the Super FX chip mm-hmm. to their advantage, but also with this rudimentary but beautiful art style. I think it's tremendous. It's really good. I would say it's anything but rudimentary, though, it's creative. It's supposed to look rudimentary. It's trying to be, yeah, that's but what it, I mean. is, it doesn't, that's it what doesn't I come off that way. No, it I mean, looks it, elaborate. In a way, it's revolutionary yeah. for Nintendo. The other thing I wanted to talk about, too, because we haven't yet, and it'll be dropped in. The music, no surprise, Koji Kondo once again killed it with this so soundtrack. Its
0: main map theme is, to me, what sticks out the biggest about it. Yeah. yeah. I thought what they did was really creative with this. So, basically, when you go in, you got this da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it's, like, super basic, right? Very very Nintendo. Just very basic. You don't really think about it, right? Correct, yes. Then you get to the next level, and you hear it, and you're like, this thing's, like, different. Like, you don't know what it is at first. Like, you're kind of like, it just sounds, like, slightly peppier. Right, right. Like, and it's like, okay. Then you get to the next one again, and just, again, slightly, slightly. And then by the time you get to, like, because there's only six levels, I, I feel like by the third is, like, you're halfway through. You start to notice that they're adding instruments, yeah. Like, and you're like, by the time you're in the last level, it's like fucking glorious, like, <laughs>
1: and that's just the map theme. Yeah, <laughs> there's good level themes as well. The castle theme yeah. is good. Koji Kondo has a knack for. Composing very basic but infectious music. Right. He's so good at it. Uh-huh. And this is another awesome performance. And again, you've heard some of it as we've been speaking. And I'm assuming
0: here. there's some DSP sound thing in this or something. Because it is know. way better than World. The, the music, but like, it, it is. It seems like the technology is better. I mean, it is. I mean, I'm sure they were able to
1: get more out of the system by 95. Right. Uh, let's talk about the reception. Very, very good, uh, the reception of this game. So first of all, over 4 million copies sold worldwide. But the reviews at the time were pretty much unanimous in their praise of this game. Even in
0: 95, some were calling it one of, if not the greatest platform games ever made. I want to say, I think it took reviewers by surprise because I remember the buildup was like, who's going to play that? It took a lot of people by surprise, Quinn it was really surprising how good and it felt like um it felt like a Miyamoto still got it moment one like, percent you know what i mean like because it felt like so off the wall yeah. everyone's like they they let him go too far like they they didn't reel <laughs> him in crayons like, what are we and, doing yeah, like it felt like when you were seeing the pictures of this, that this was the moment where the executives have to like reel the creative in a little bit. Like, right, he's right. getting a little too off. A Howard off Hughes the moment, rules. if you yeah, will. Yeah, like, it's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> what are you no, doing, guy? Like, nobody actually wants this, <laughs> right? And, but, but they were, the, the naysayers were like all wrong. They said yay. Yeah. Because the game's fucking they became good. became the yay They had
1: to be the yay And the hay sayers. Because yeah. now the hay was not with the horses. Seriously? Still with the hay, you dummy? Uh, the artwork was singled out, obviously, as being incredible, as being different. The gameplay was praised. Mm-hmm. The sound design was praised. About the only thing that wasn't praised was Baby Mario's crying. Yeah, so...
0: It's still like a point of contention. The people that, the people that would, like, complain about... There was people that were... This was like, this yelling was so... It, it is annoying, un- Quinn. I know it's annoying, but I couldn't understand the people that are like, I'm never fucking playing this some- <laughs> the yelling. It's so bad. Like, well, that's a little much. People would say that. I would hear that from someone. It's like, that game stinks because <laughs> of the yelling. <laughs> that's not bad. And I'm I mean, like, it's, it's like, not a good reason. Are you just like missing the rest of this game? It's fucking incredible. Yeah, I mean, how about be good of it and that yeah. won't happen that much. It doesn't but- even happen that often. <laughs> if like, you're it's- good, it doesn't. fairly simple.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do feel it has a, a balanced amount of difficulty, though.
0: Yeah, Right. Yeah. Sometimes it gets a little busy, and he keeps getting knocked off you. But most of it's not about Mario getting knocked off you. It's a lot of it is like you fall in holes because you like didn't. You're trying to decide which direction to go with the floaty jump, and like you just die. You don't even like get a chance for him to fall off.
1: Just like real life, man. Let me ask you the million dollar question: Do
0: you like this more than the first one? It's hard. I feel like they're two different games. I feel like the first one's a more traditional Mario, but I feel like. This is firmly one of the better spin-off Mario's. And I know it's not officially a spin-off, but it kinda is. It, it's close. Like It's close because to being that episode other, of all the family with Maud on it the whole it, time. I think this established that you could have a spin-off Mario game because Well and Wario's. Like Mario later, for too. example, in the modern terms, there's like um Mario 3D World, which is like kind of like it has some like overhead levels sure. and stuff like
1: that. Paper Mario universe,
0: yeah, like different types of Mario. It established that there could be a different type of Mario game.
1: Well, I think I like the first one more, but only because it came out first. Yeah, maybe. I don't know how else to say it. Like, this is a damn good game. I didn't play it as much
0: as Super Mario World. This is the one that this is one I've realized that like this one has a lot more staying power. It's because it's, I don't know. Does it? What I mean by that, yeah, there's a lot of discovery in this game that's not in any Mario game. Period.
1: Discovery, but Mario World has a lot of replayability with the 96 yeah, exits it's not and that all that. They don't.
0: But what I mean to say is that the way the levels are laid out in like a very big thing, like the levels have like multiple stuff to find. Okay. Does that make sense? So it's like it, it really is hard to get everything on the first try. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll
1: give you that. Folks, we're going to want to know what you think about this game. Uh, Do you like it more than Mario World? Do you like it more than any other Mario game? This
0: is is a rare, I don't have, like, a preference.
1: You just think it's a great game, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of people do. Retrospectively, it is viewed as a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. It is viewed as revolutionary in terms of some of the gameplay elements and the graphics. And, tangibly, Quinn, it breathed yet again more new life into the Mario franchise, this time via Yoshi, into the Super Nintendo in late 95. Yeah. It kept Mario going almost improbably now, 10 years in on the consoles. Unbelievable. I-, I think it's a hell of a game. It's worthy of praise. If you haven't played it in a while, folks, maybe fire up your old Super Nintendo or find another means to do so. There's ways. There's ways. I think it's a great game, Quinn. And uh, you know what's crazy is that we are we're at the crossing of the arrows now.
0: Here we go. The next one's going to be big.
1: The next one's a big one. Folks, we will be doing another Mario episode. Don't worry. It will be happening. However, next week will be something completely different. Yes. So don't even expect Mario next week, okay? Yeah, no Mario next week. Maybe Marlo- Mario Lemieux or something. <laughs> The no. hockey episode. No. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for being with us here. We want to hear from you. Please follow us on Twitter at AWM Podcast. Join our Facebook group and leave us a review if you don't mind. One way or another, we'll be back next week. Until that time, thank you so much for being with us. As always, I'm Joe Murata. That's Michael Quinn. And we'll see you next time for more. That's Wash Memories. See
0: ya. Like what you heard? Be sure to leave a review
1: and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We will see you next week.